of Your Seat Podcast found out Wednesday about a sad development. It's Friday, August 4th. It was made official Thursday, August 3rd, that IVCC is canceling the 2023-24 women's basketball season. Josh Nolman resigned as the coach in a June board meeting. The Eagles have not been able to find a replacement at Illinois Valley Community College for the women's basketball team as a coach. The position will be listed in November with a goal of hiring a new coach, head coach, by January. The players that were signed for the season will still receive the tuition waiver. The assistant coach for the last, I believe, like five, six years, Brittany Morardi, is going to remain as assistant coach, and she is going to be in charge of recruiting for the 2024-25 season. I worked with Josh and Brittany for two seasons. It's sad to hear that the program is forced into a break. I love basketball. A lot of people in this area love basketball, but for some odd reason, the last few years trying to get players to play, keep coaches around, has been kind of tough everywhere in the area, and IVCC is definitely experiencing it now. I know it's hard for IVCC to recruit because there's no housing, so you have to stay in the area, and there's only so many people. The pool is only so big of basketball players in the first place, and then enough players that can advance to that next level. After high school, playing college ball, only so many people. And if they don't want to go to IVCC, don't want to stay in the area, they want to leave, they want to venture, or they just plain don't want to play basketball anymore, that hurts the ranks, hard to make a team, and things happen. And coaches, you know, they have families, they got things going on. So to stay at a junior college program for more than three, four, five years kind of gets tough after a while. So hopefully, hopefully the IVCC women's basketball program returns stronger than ever for next season after they take this break. Maybe without hoops on the women's side, you know, it kind of amps up the anticipation, the excitement level, the energy to have this program. At least that's what I'm hoping happens because I would love to see women's basketball at IVCC. I am your host, Brandon Lachance. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can listen to all the previous shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website, www.rss.com backslash podcasts. It is plural. It has an S. Backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast socials you know we're there facebook edge of your seat podcast and twitter edge of your cp you can also hit up my personal socials facebook is brandon lachance looks like la chance and on twitter lachance writer so la chance writer on spotify apple podcast twitter facebook please five star a million star like follow comments review all of those things to help us move up the rankings and to help us do what we're here doing, sharing the spotlight on everybody doing awesome things in the Illinois Valley and even past that, Northern and Central Illinois. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or dislike something I or a guest said, or you want to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. As always, much love, appreciation to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the creation of the intro and outro beat heard on every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. First State Bank has 19 locations in northern and central Illinois. Great people. They know what they're doing help you out in any way needed when it comes to your financials. I've been banking with First State Bank since 2011. That's 12 years, and I'm not going anywhere. They got me locked in for life. If you haven't yet, check out First State Bank. You won't be disappointed. This is episode 287. We take to the baseball field. The Hall baseball team made it to the Class 2A Super Sectional. One game. 
away from state this spring. So May, June, June playoffs still rolling. Man, Hall had a great, great season. I was fortunate enough to be on the radio, WLPO and WAJK for postseason baseball and softball. And I got to call the Hall sectional semifinal and the Hall sectional championship. And it was fantastic. Great team. Tom Keegan, an amazing coach. Mac Resetich, the area's baseball player of the year. Just so many things working in Hall's favor. And they did what the Red Devils do. Play great baseball. We are joined by Ashton Petcher. Now graduated. He was a senior. He is on to the next part of his life. And Kyler Lapp, who is also now graduated. Petcher was an infielder and a pitcher. And Lapp was the catcher. And just for trivia out there for your Hall Red Devil baseball team, Kyler Lapp had a 5.46 GPA tops at Hall High School. That's pretty impressive. Both players were named to the first team Three Rivers East Division Conference team. So congrats to them. Both were amazing. Petcher at the plate. He was one of five Hall players to play in all 33 games. He had 122 at-bats, 53 hits, 32 runs, 14 doubles, 35 singles, a triple, two home runs, 46 RBIs, a 434 batting average, and nine stolen bases. He led the team with the 35 singles, and he had a three-way tie with Kyler Lapp and Makrasetich for the 14 doubles. Petcher on the mound pitched in 14 games. He finished with a 5-3 record and he recorded two saves. He had a 4-32 ERA and 41 and one-third inning pitched. He allowed 20 earned runs, struck out 45, and he walked 20. His ratio, he threw 471 strikes and threw 280 balls. So whether he was at the plate on the field, on the mound, Petcher was a huge key to the Hall Red Devils' success. And so was Kyler Lapp, the best catcher that I saw all year. His arm, he had a cannon. He was throwing everybody out, whether they were sliding into second, sliding into third, it didn't matter. If Lapp had a second and saw you coming, he was going to get the ball there and you were going to walk to the dugout as an out. He played in 29 games. 73 at-bats, 19 runs scored, 32 hits, 15 singles, 14 doubles, a triple, two home runs, 34 RBIs, had a batting average of 438, and he recorded five stolen bases. Pretty impressive stats from the two Red Devils. Hall, as a team, they were in the Knoxville sectional subsection B. In the regional semifinal, the number three seeded Hall Red Devils beat number 10 Rockridge 12-2. In the regional championship, Hall defeated number seven Riverdale 6-5 in a tight one. The sectional semifinal, which I was there broadcasting, in a crazy game, Hall beat Cuba 1-0. In the sectional final, Hall defeated Sherrard 12-7. Sherrard had a 7-3 lead. I believe it was the sixth inning. Hall scores six runs to take a 10-7 lead. Then hit two solo dingers in the last inning to record a 12-7 win. Man, was that a roller coaster of a game and so fantastic for the Hall Red Devils. They get to the super sectional and unfortunately lost to the future 2A champs, Joliet Catholic Academy 14-4. What a great season for the Red Devils. It was awesome speaking to Petcher and Lap. And man, the chats were just as cool as the play on the field. Well, at least we hope so. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. 
You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries, you can apply for one of those online also. FSB's premier account that pays higher interest for doing just a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quilla loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. We're gonna put in a little bring it back. U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D has dominated the speaker time at the studio for Edge of Your Seat podcast the last few days as we listen to Usher's 2004 album, Confessions, based on your vote. Confessions number 432 on the Rolling Stone magazine's top 500 all-time albums list. Started off red hot in the poll against 431, Lost Lobos, their album, How Will the Wolf Survive from 1984. At 4.30 was Elvis Costello's My Arm is True from 1977. And 4.29 was the Four Tops Reach Out from 1967. They started to catch steam and try to catch up to Usher as he took off ahead of the pack. They got a little close and then Usher's like, hey, let's blow this wide open. And he took the lead barehandedly. Like there was no catching him. The rest of the three stayed together. They were only a one or two votes apart from each one of them. Four Tops was second, Elvis Costello was third, and Los Lobos was fourth, but all of them were within three or four votes of each other. For Bring It Back, we'll talk about Usher, then we'll talk about the album Confessions, and then we'll break down the song list and rank them from our perspective of what the best songs to the worst songs on the album are. But let me tell you, There really wasn't an awful song in this, not whatsoever. Usher Raymond IV, born October 14th, 1978. He's currently 44 years old. He was born in Dallas, Texas to Janetta Patton, Usher Raymond III. Although Usher was born in Dallas, he spent his childhood in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where his mother is from. And the dad, Usher Raymond III, left the family when Usher was only one years old. At age nine, Usher joined a church youth choir in Chattanooga. His family then moved to Atlanta after realizing Usher was special, different, and a bigger city would be better for him because they thought he really, really had an opportunity to be a professional musician or entertainer. He attended North Springs High School in Atlanta. But before then, age of 10, he joined the R&B quintet New Beginnings. Usher was featured on the album New Beginnings featuring Usher Raymond IV. Had 10 songs that was not released in 1991. It was kind of released, but it was sold regionally and by mail order. It wasn't in a music store. It wasn't in Columbia, whatever they call it, where they send you CDs and stuff or Columbia Music Club or whatever that was. Wasn't part of anything like that. Just regional sales and mail orders until it was re-released in April of 2002. But mom took Usher out of the group saying that it was not good for him. He's better off alone. At the age of 13, Usher was at a talent show in Atlanta where he met Bobby Brown's bodyguard, AJ Alexander. Alexander reached out to LaFace Records rep, Bryant Reed, to have him come check out Usher on Star Search. Star Search was the 1990s version of American Idol. Huge deal at that time. Usher then had an audition with L.A. Reid, who's the co-founder of LaFace Records. He sang End of the Road by Boys to Men and was signed immediately. L.A. Reid heard him like, okay, this is our next dude. We're signing him. Give him a contract. So much so that the mom, Jonetta, was like, hey, I got to quit this job and I got to help my kid out. So she ends up becoming Usher's manager. The first time the public catches wind of Usher and his charisma and his talent, his ability is in a song called Call Me a Mac, which was on the 1993 soundtrack for the movie Poetic Justice, which featured Tupac and Janet Jackson. This is also where he meets Chili of TLC. We're going to have way more on that in a minute. Usher was then sent to live with Puff Daddy, a name you probably heard of. 
sent to live with him in 1994 for what they called Flavor Camp, where Usher kind of digested the lavish lifestyle that Puff Daddy was known to have and developed as an artist and a performer. Since then, Usher, known as the king of R&B, has released eight albums, sold 23.8 million copies, and 38.2 million digital songs in the U.S. International, he sold 80 million albums. 2009, Billboard named Usher the second most successful artist of the decade, the 2000s, and number one, the hot 100 artists of the decade. Confessions was the top solo album of the decade and number 14 on Greatest of All Time Hot 100 Artists. Yee! At the moment, Usher is in three Hall of Fames. He's in the Georgia Music Hall of Fame, the Black Music and Entertainment Hall of Fame, and he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which I call a Hall of Fame as well. Spotify today. Actually, it was yesterday when I looked this up. So August 3rd on a Thursday, looking on Spotify. He has 27 million monthly listeners. That's 157th in the world. So he gets his start in the 90s. And in 2023, he's still 157th in the world on Spotify, which is a huge music stream service. Nuts. Award-wise, he's pretty much won everything. Eight Grammys, 34 ASCAP awards, ASCAP American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, nine Soul Train Awards, eight American Music Awards. He owns a label, Raymond Braun and Media Group, which has a guy on the record label named Justin Bieber. You might have heard of the Biebs? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Usher's also been the judge on the show The Voice, another singing competition like The American Idol. Actually, to me, Voice is a lot better. He was on season four in 2013 and season six in 2014. Usher, with all his charisma and what he can bring to a camera, has been in a lot of movies and TV shows. He started on Moesha in 1997, then the movie The Faculty in 1998, 1999, a movie She's All That, also 1999, Light It Up. I actually really like that movie. 2000, Texas Rangers. 2002, TV show The Twilight Zone. It was a remake of the old classic Twilight Zone. 2002, he played Marvin Gaye in a TV show American Dreams. He was also on Sabrina Teenage Witch. In 2005, he was in a movie called In the Mix. 2006, he made his Broadway debut in Chicago. In the mid-2000s, he was also in Under Siege 2, Killers, Scary Movie 5, and The Muppets Most Wanted. In 2016, he played Sugar Ray Leonard in the movie Hands of Stone, which was about Roberto Duran, a very, very amazing fighter who had a big rivalry with Sugar Ray Leonard. 2018, he was in Burden. 2019, Hustlers. And in 2020, a movie called Bad Hair. Business-wise, he's got his own line of colognes and perfumes called Usher He and Usher She. He is the co-owner of Tidal, a music service like Spotify, but owned by artists. The co-owner list is Jay-Z, of course, Usher, Alicia Keys, Kanye West, Beyonce, Rihanna, Madonna, J. Cole, and Nicki Minaj. In June 2015, he partnered with Vobi, which is a school supply company. He's also a part owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, which he began in 2005. In 2016, the Cavaliers won an NBA championship. Usher has a ring. In 2017, Usher, Universal Music Group, and others invested $6 million into Mass Appeal magazine. In 2019, Usher, Jay-Z, and others invested $8 million in a catering service called Hungry. Also in 2019, Usher, Kevin Hart, Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, DJ Khalid, Scooter Braun, and Kendall Jenner put $5 million into Liquid IV, which is a nutrition wellness company to help children in developing countries suffering from extreme dehydration caused by deadly diseases. Man, just all over the place getting money. 
Speaking of money, endorsements wise, these are some of the companies that have done endorsement deals with Usher. MasterCard, Belvedere Vodka, Dance Central, the video game, Samsung, Pepsi, and Remy Martin. Also, he is a humanitarian and an activist. Anything that happens that is a controversial issue or disaster relief, Usher is part of it. In 2011, he won a Freedom Award from the city of Memphis. I usually try to stay out of the personal stuff, but Usher, so famous, so in the media eye with everything he does, it was kind of hard to stay away from this stuff. Usher famously dated Chili Thomas from the group TLC from 2001 to 2003. 2004, Usher dated Naomi Campbell, somebody that you definitely know the name of, but it was pretty brief. 2005, he started dating the model Tamika Foster. They announced their engagement in 2007 in February, then canceled it in July of 07, and then got married August 3rd, 2007. Tamika had three sons that Usher stepfathered. Then Usher and Tamika had two sons of their own in 2007 and 2008. Usher filed for divorce in 2009 in a highly publicized child custody dispute started. Yep, it was everywhere. Usher, at the end of it though, was given primary custody. 2015, Usher married Grace Miguel in Cuba. 2017, documents arise alleging Usher gave a woman herpes in 2012 and had it since 2009 or 2010. The document also alleges Usher paid doctor bills and settled civil suits for $1.1 million. Another woman started a suit with $10 million, then it became $20 million that he had given her herpes, knew about it, but still gave it to her. There was three more accusations from other people of fraud, sexual battery, and more herpes accusations. However, one of the accusers tested negative to herpes, so obviously Usher couldn't give it if you don't have it. And then the other one said, hey, we don't know. Cases were dropped. 2018, Usher divorces Miguel. Currently, Usher is dating music executive Jen Giocaccia. They have two children that were born in 2020 and 2021. Let's hear a word from a sponsor, and then we'll break down Confessions. Confessions from 2004. It's a great album. Great album. But it was fun looking at all this stuff about Usher. You know, I knew a lot of it, but there was a couple things that I didn't and stuff that you can always talk about and share. Believe it or not, sunny, beautiful weather is here. This means you'll want your lawn looking just as good as the sun rays feel. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard or even watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I know I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. Confessions was released March 23rd, 2004 by Arista Records. It is Usher's fourth studio album of the eight that he's created. Originally, there were 17 songs lasting 60 minutes and 30 seconds. Then an expanded version was put out with four additional songs, so 21 songs, for an hour and 18 minutes. That's what's on Spotify. That's what we listened to. And we wanted to hear the extra four songs, right? Production-wise, the who's who of early 2000 producers worked on this album. Jermaine Dupree, who also produced Usher's previous two albums, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, and Little John. The album was R&B, dance, hip-hop, a little bit of crunk. I mean, you got Little John on production value, of course. 
Confessions is wrongly viewed as a tale of Usher's relationship with Chili, as they dated from 2001 to 03, and then Confessions comes out in 2004 with songs of infidelity, cheating, a mistress that's pregnant, having a kid when he wasn't with you, shouldn't have been with you, and oh, oh there's a kid, one night stands, things of that nature. Usher and Chili have both said to media that that's not the case. Usher didn't cheat. That wasn't their story. Jermaine Dupree came out and took credit, if that's the way you want to put it, that, hey, some of those stories were me and my issues, my problems. The album definitely let people know who Usher was. That was the thing. He wanted to, hey, this is me. This is who I am. And try to get more of a personal feel or on a personal level with his fans. He wanted the public to know him and like, hey, I'm a human being too. This is a quote from Usher. All of us have our Pandora's boxes of skeletons in our closets. I let a few of them out, you know. I've got a lot to say. I've got a lot of things and stuff built in me that I just want to let go of. Usher wrote more songs on Confessions than he had his previous three albums. So Confessions was really him writing, him telling his stories, and letting Jermaine Dupree get some stuff off of his chest too. Confessions was originally slated for November of 2003, but it was pushed until March of 2004. Usher and the team created 40 songs. Then Usher, Jermaine Dupree, L.A. Reid, and Mark Pitts chose their favorites, and then songs that came up consistently more than others between the four, including the five singles. Yeah, in January 2004, actually January 26th, the song Yeah came out. They didn't even want that to be the first single. They were worried that Yeah wasn't going to produce enough hype or it was going to lead the album in a direction that they didn't know that it wanted to be. Well, I'm glad they chose it because Yeah is a classic everywhere. And we'll talk more about Yeah in a second. But if they wouldn't have chose that to be the first single off the record, I don't know how this works out from there. It doesn't become the iconic album and the iconic song that they both are now. March 21st, 2004, Burn was released. Confessions Part 2 was released on June 1st, 2004. My Boo on August 29th, 2004, and Caught Up on January 3rd, 2005. The album sold 1.1 million copies in its first week. That is huge. According to Billboard, the second best-selling album in the 2000s behind NSYNC's No Strings Attached. But throughout the whole year in 2004, Confessions sold 8 million copies. The album is certified diamond in the United States with 10.3 million copies sold. Worldwide, 15 million copies sold. The best-selling album of the 21st century by a male artist. In Australia, five times platinum. Canada, six times platinum. Denmark, two times platinum. France, it went gold. Germany, it went gold. Platinum in Hungary. Platinum in Japan. Gold in the Netherlands. Two times platinum in both the New Zealand and Russia market spot. Singapore went gold. Switzerland platinum. Five times platinum in the UK. Holy smokes. Sold the album everywhere. It topped the charts in Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, UK, and the US Billboard and US R&B hip hop charts. In 2004, it was the top Billboard 200 album of the year and the top US R&B hip hop album of the year. And it won a little thing called a Grammy for the best contemporary R&B album. Man, I was a senior in high school when this came out. I remember the prom very, very well when our whole class was on the dance floor jumping up and down for yeah. And I remember when confessions came out and couples were going through all kinds of issues because then they thought their partner needed to say their confessions too. This album was a huge part of my senior year and I'm glad that it was voted for so we could kind of relive some of it. Didn't really want to relive some of the other memories, but hey, it's life, right? We have those memories. And as Usher said, we all got skeletons. 
Does your driver need a new grip? Seven iron need a new head? Putter need to be replaced? Want to play a simulator during rainy, cold days? Sports Boss Golf is your one-stop shop for everything golf. Located at 2950 Kane Road in Leland, Sports Boss has over 10,000 used clubs and new clubs for sale. Owner Mark Wright rebuilds, repairs, replenishes the value of every club in his own shop. Want a Callaway? Sports Boss has it. A Betanardi? Bridgestone, Cleveland, Cobra, Exotics, Crank, Mizuno, Odyssey, Puma, Srixon, TaylorMade, Tor Edge, Wilson. Woo! Sports Boss has a partnership with each and every one of those top brands. Check out Sports Boss Golf Shop on Facebook or call Sports Boss Golf at 815-326-9686 or email sportsboss777 at gmail.com to book simulator time, inquire about repairing or purchasing clubs, or any of your other golf needs. Let's go through the songs on confessions, and then we'll rank them. Actually, we'll do it at the same time. We'll talk about the song, and then I'll give the ranking. I will say, if we were doing this in 2004, it would be different rankings than it would be in 2023. Just saying, I know that's the case, because I look at some of these songs differently than I would almost 20 years ago. But let's dive into it. We'll talk about the song, then rank. The first track is the intro, and it is not what I was expecting or hoping for an intro, and I do remember saying this in 2004, so maybe this one would be the same. But it's boring, it's mediocre beat, there's only a few words, and it's like, hey, it's Usher, I'm gonna tell you my confessions. And like, that's it. Could have been a lot more done differently, that is the worst. It's 21. The second track on the album is Yeah. Little John, Ludacris. Like I said, Prom 2004. I remember it very vividly. It is still everywhere. 2023, just a few months ago, I went to a prom for special needs in Princeton. And everybody was jumping, dancing, having a good time. And it was phenomenal. Just And I had that memory of me at prom in 2004 and then watching them at prom. It was so cool. It was just a great moment. It's a crunk party song. And to me, it is the biggest song of Usher's career. Over 1 billion. Yeah, that's with a B. 1 billion listens on Spotify. That is the top track to me on this album. Top track from Usher in his entire career. So it's number one in the rankings. Number three. Throwback featuring Jadakiss. Man shedding tears. Wish he could go back. He misses his lady. He hates it without you. Man, what did I do? All the crazy things. I wish I could change. I want to go back. Let's go back in time. Let me get in a time machine. And blubbering and complaining about things that he wish he could change. But those moments are over. I ranked this 19 out of 21 because, you know, we live life. You move forward and move forward. You're not moving forward if you need a throwback and you keep thinking about memories and stuff that would, you know, oh, I wish I could be there. If you wish you could have been there, then maybe you shouldn't have messed it up to get to that point in the first place. And I'm not just saying that for everybody else. I live my life like that. Like if I did something messed up and pushed somebody out of my life or they did it to me, well, then that's how it was supposed to be. And we weren't really meant for each other. And what we kept saying, oh, I love you. Oh, let's do this really wasn't there, really didn't mean that because otherwise you wouldn't have done what you did to be in that position. Just saying. I think it works universally for the entire world. So I don't really like this song because you're jumping back thinking about thoughts and things that you could did and regrets and that doesn't help you for the future. Just saying. Track four, Confessions Part One, starts telling the story, telling his story or Jermaine Dupri's story, however you want to look at it. Starts where I thought, never going to leave me. But you might leave me after I start telling you my confessions. Like, I have a chick on the side, and I've been telling you a lot of lies. How's this going to play out? I rank it number 15. Beat was okay. So many better musically composed songs here. The lyrics, again, so many other songs on this album that were better. Just, yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was okay. Number five, Confessions Part Two. The lyrics, way more developed. The beat is 
crazy catchy. And even though this is a song where you're thinking about a lot of negative things, the beat doesn't make you feel that way or think that way when you originally hear the song. This is a song that JD, Jermaine Dupree, claimed that he had cheated. He had got somebody else pregnant, his mistress, somebody that was not in his relationship, had a one-night stand, an affair, got them pregnant. He says it was him, not Usher and Chili from TLC. But again, telling a story, and it's more serious issues from the first confessions too, had every man and woman behind Usher though. Every man. This song was so huge, and the way they looked at Usher for being able to talk about his mistakes, come out and be like, hey, yeah, I did this. This is me. You know, I apologize, but hey, I did it. Here we are. The way that men looked at him and be like, man, that's a G. Like, he really just did that. And women like, oh, he's so honest and he's a, a real man because he can tell his thoughts and, and take his mistakes. Everybody pretty much bowed at Usher's feet for this song because he was man enough to say, hey, I did these things wrong. You know, what's going to happen now? I rank it number five on this album. Great song. I don't listen to it often, but it is on playlists. And, you know, it It was that song. They were like, man, this dude is making real music. Number six, Burn. That was the sixth song on the album. It's a really about him and Chili. This is the one that it's like, hey, I love you, but I know the relationship's over and it's painful. It's burning because you're not here anymore. If memes were a thing in 2004 like they are now, Burn would be all over the place. Photos of Usher with balloons of text because in person, oh, that burnt like Usher. It was like a main phrase that people said everywhere. I know I said it at least a couple times. I rank Burn number 10. Okay, beat, like the message, but again, I know it burns, it pains, and we move on. But, I mean, we do have that burning and that painting and I do understand that people like to listen to music like that where, hey, I can relate to that pain because, you know, I was in a relationship. It's over. We're relating right now. I get it. Seven, caught up. Love this beat. It's very 2004. Almost everything that came out that was Main Street, popular. I said Main Street, mainstream and popular in 2004. I'd say 2000, about 2007 or eight sounded like this, which was cool. And you know, my, my genre, my time at that age, but a girl caught him, didn't think he was going to have feelings. And then all of a sudden, bam, like it's all about her and that's it. I rank it number six, great beat, cool song, something I relate to. Number eight is superstar interlude. And it's like the intro, a little longer, a couple more words, not a great beat. So it's number 20. Just ahead of the intro, but yeah, nothing special whatsoever. But it's an interlude, and that's an intro. That's kind of what it is. Number nine, superstar. Telling the partner that, hey, you are number one. You are my superstar. You're my number one priority. You're what I want. I'm your number one fan. I want to be your groupie. I might be the superstar. I might be Usher Raymond, and everybody knows who I am. Everybody loves me, but I want to be to you how they are to me. Pretty cool. I like the message number eight in the rankings. Number 10 in the album, Truth Hurts. This is a hip-hop beat, New York style. They're scratching, all that stuff. And it is great for an R&B song, especially from somebody like Usher. Because even though Usher is an R&B singer, he's still got that hip-hop swag. He talks like that. The yes, the, uh, the uh-huh. The, those things that some rappers are more you know, physical or more like, uh, like a DMX or you know, things like that. Usher still has that just not as gritty. So he's got that R&B ghetto-ness. And this song definitely brings that up. And it's about when the trust is broken. You cheated, you lied. Do you love me anymore? Like, are we supposed to be doing this? That trust is gone, definitely affects, and most of the time, ruins relationships. Number 11, Simple Things. Great R&B vibe. He sings it so soulfully. It's about, you know, we forget the simple, easy things in life or just getting to the problem, getting to a solution and moving on. We make it complicated. We cause issues and problems that weren't even there. And we create all of this, the chaos, the drama, 
the reality TV version of everything. I dug it, put it in the middle of the pack at number 12 in the rankings. Truth Hurts was number 13 in the rankings, if I did not already mention that. Song number 12 on the album, Bad Girl. Guitar with a drum beat, sounds really cool. Usher hits some really, really high notes. And it's about, you know, just lust. Hey, I got some pimp juice for a bad girl. You be a bad girl, I'll be your bad boy. You know, that kind of deal. Number 16 in the rankings, it's okay. Not a song that I listen to more than once or twice. It's, it is what it is. Track 13, What It's Made For, the hummingbird type flow to the beat is one of my favorites. And that's why I put it 14 in the rankings instead of more towards the bottom. Kind of like a Harry Poppins feel almost. Like you got the little birds chirping as he's singing and the subtle horns, you got like that subtle saxophone in the background and you can hear it just a tad, but just enough to make it sound pretty awesome. But the song itself, what it's made for, what are your body parts made for? What's sex protection made for? Yeah, you get the vibe. 14 in the rankings. 14 in the album, on the album. Can you handle it? Slow down, methodical beat, usher, and his version of a Barry White voice is high, like very high tone, but that's his Barry White voice where he's saying, hey, come with me to the bedroom. I rank that number 17. 15 on the album, Do It To Me, one word, sex. I rank that 18. The 16th track, Take Your Hand. I like this beat, it's jazzy. It's got the static, like you're listening to an LP and you got the it's pretty cool. I like when they do that. It gives it that nostalgia feel. It's about wanting to take her hand. How do I do it? How do I go about making her my girl or showing that I care or I'm infatuated? How do I take her hand? Rank it number 11. Pretty solid song. And I listen to it here and there. Not on all my playlists, but it is on the playlist. And when the song came up, I remembered how much I liked the jazzy style beat. Number 17, Follow Me. This was always one of my favorite Usher songs, but I really didn't realize how much I love it until I heard it through Bring It Back. And then I'm like, oh man, I really do love this song. And this is how I envision Usher's music. A tad hood, then you got the harmonizing, you got his confidence, you got his range in his voice as he's hitting notes on every single chord known to his voice, which not a lot of people can do what he does. He's talented. And he's giving props to the other person in the relationship. Quotes, always be myself with you, girl. You came just in time when I needed you. You understand me, I understand you. Bam, like we're following each other in this thing called life in a relationship. I was bobbing my head to the whole beat, listen to the whole song, remembering how much I love it. This is number two on my list, right behind Yeah. And honestly, I wrote one next to follow me first and I'm like, I can't do that to Yeah. I have so many memories with Yeah, and it's such a crowd, club, wedding, high school reunion for any year, not just mine because it came out when I was in high school. But you can play Yeah in any environment, and it's still cool. That's why it's number one. So those were the 17 songs in the original album release. The next four were in the extended version. Number 18 is My Boo with Alicia Keys. I mean, the title says it all. It's about the partner, what they mean to you. Quotes from lyrics from the song. You're that one for me. It's clear for everyone to see. You know, you're my boo. I rank it number nine. It's a good song. I like it. So many good songs on this album. I mean, nine could be number one on somebody else's album. 19, Red Light. Supposed to be a one-time thing. I just was going to come to your room. We're going to visit. You know what the visit means. And I'm going to go... And hey, have a good life. You get to a red light, stoplight, and all you can think about is her. Hmm, is this more than a one night deal? Man, that red light made me think about this. Ugh. <laughs> but 2000 crunk beat, dance beat, little John at his finest. 20, seduction. The subtle details to lead to a hookup. The game that we all play as we're trying to either hook up or get into a relationship. Number four on my list, I really love this song, like the beat, like the meaning, and how he delivers it. 21, Confessions Remix, this is number three. I would have put Confessions 2 higher if he didn't have this remix, 
which featured Shine when he was still in prison, Twista, Chicago famous, Kanye West, Chicago famous, and Jermaine Dupree. And just continue to reveal skeletons for Usher, for Jermaine Dupree, and in other voices. Love Twista, love Kanye's verse on this. 2004 Kanye is the Kanye, like the best version of Kanye. So just a great song, and I love the remix. It's amazing. Surf internet's fast. Fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent, all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts, no data caps, at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. That's the end of the intro. That's the end of Bring It Back with Usher's Confessions album from 2004. Great album. If you've not heard it before, please do. But if you are a fan of music, I already know you've listened to it. Let's get into these chats with Ashton Petcher and Kyler Lapp of the Hall Red Devils baseball team that this past season made it to a super sectional. Great season for them. Put Hall back on the map in terms of Illinois Valley baseball. I mean, they were there. Don't get me wrong. But they weren't at that state level. They won the 2018 state championship. Took a couple steps back. This year, propelled them right back up to the mountaintop, which Tom Keegan and the Hall Red Devils are meant to be at. What a fantastic year for them. You know we're going to be paying attention, covering, talking, chatting, radio broadcasting, all that stuff for the Hall Red Devils in 2024 as well. We'll be back soon with another episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. You know us. We try to push these out as much as possible, frequently as possible, as often as possible. That's our number one priority, and that's what we're here for. Until next time, peace. I just ate a flurry, a chocolate pretzel flurry. Ashton Petcher, my guest, Hall Senior, actually now graduated. What's your favorite kind of ice cream flurry? Uh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with an Oreo one. Ooh, the classic. Oh yeah. So classic. That's pretty much the only one that McDonald's has. Yep, it is. And they got an M&M too. Okay, but your your jam is the Oreo. Oh yeah, Oreo all the way. Good stuff. Have you ever been to Dairy Delight in Amboy? Uh, no, I haven't. I was just coming back from an assignment in Dixon and stopped at Dairy Delight in Amboy, and it's fantastic. Is it? Might have to try it. But I'm a huge fan of the one in Spring Valley. Is that Tasty Freeze? Oh, yeah, Tasty Freeze. That is a very close second. If Dairy Delight's 1A, Tasty Freeze is a 1A and a half. Oh, yeah, Tasty's, it's awesome. I mean, we could talk about ice cream all day, but how about we talk about some baseball? That's why I reached out to have you on the show. You were a senior, just graduated, but before you did so, you helped the Hall Red Devils get to the super sectional. What a season you guys had. I mean, obviously everybody wants to go to state and win a state title, but getting to the supers, putting Hall baseball back on the map, what did that mean for you during your senior year? It felt good. I mean, we fell really short my junior year. We came up short and make it how far we wanted to. The goal for the, uh, my senior year just to come out, just trying to win a regional. Won the regional and just kept going from there. And we ended up winning a sectional also and made the Supers. What was it about this team? I mean, it didn't matter if you guys started off hot and got a big lead or if you were trailing and you know everything in between it really didn't matter it seemed like you guys were able to turn it on when you needed to to get a w yeah the coach always told us we're just dogs we have to play together as a team and we don't got all these d1 guys and all this crazy but i mean we got some guys that could uh figure it out we had some team leaders and we just went from there and everyone played their part and it all worked out Usually I wait till the end to ask this question, but you already mentioned D1, stuff like that. Are you going to play baseball in college? 
Uh, yeah, I play the play. I got, I've had a couple of visits, uh, locals and just like JUCOs and D3s. But yeah, I am looking to play. Okay. Are you okay with disclosing any of these schools that you've talked with? Talked to uh, IV, I've talked to, and then I've talked to Rockford. Rockford University? Yeah. Quite a few kids from this area have went there. Pretty good school. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, even in college, you're still considered a student athlete. Anything that you're interested in studying? I haven't really decided. Maybe somewhat sports management or, like, business. Okay. Just as long as it's not just girls and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. Nope. Getting back to the Red Devils, I mean, everybody knew in the lineup, Makrasetic, number one batter in the order, what he could do, his skill level, athletic ability. But the cool thing about Hall is if you pick up in the third, fourth, fifth inning and you're at the five spot or the six spot or the nine spot or the two spot, it didn't really matter. Everybody could do something and get the job done. Yeah. If Matt can get on base and we can, he, he can score most of the time. I mean, if we can move him over, he steals bases, he scores. He, he gets us going most of the time when he gets on. And then from there, we just, we got to keep going. With you being a senior, Matt being a senior, how was it, you know, playing sports with him pretty much your entire life? Uh, me and Mac, we grew up together. We were like best friends since day one, grade school, high school. We did everything together, but we had a lot of chemistry together. We knew what, what we were capable of and what we could get done. In the sectional championship, Hall starting pitcher kind of struggles a little bit. You come in, I believe, in the bottom of the first after a home run had already been hit by Sherrard. You come in and find a way to get the job done and Will Hall to a victory. I mean, that had to be a pretty big accomplishment on your list of accomplishments in high school baseball. Yeah, I mean, I came in in the regional championship after Max Ryan threw. Uh, we kind of showed a little bit on airs, kind of got sketchy, but then we got the win. And then, yeah, Max Ryan, he threw the sectional championship. You know, he didn't throw the, like how he wanted to, obviously, but... He gave up the home run, then I came in. My goal was just get out, and we need to score runs in offense, and that's what I did. I think I gave up three runs, but it was all just one an inning, and we kept putting up the runs and going to work, and we got the job done. You guys were channeling 7-3, then score seven runs in one inning, and then in the seventh inning, I believe, or the sixth inning, back-to-back, single dingers, single home runs for a 12-7 victory. That was a roller coaster of awesomeness. Coach always said, we'll get the emotions up and down. I mean, you never know how we're going to play, but at the end of the day, the goal is just to get the win, and we'll find a way to win anyway and anyhow. Depending how bad it looks, we'll get it done. Now looking back, obviously you had this season get to the Super, said you had a down year, you know, things like that. I mean, looking back at your high school career, are you happy with it? Oh, I am. I am for sure. I mean... We're the second team in all history to get a sectional championship. I mean, it's pretty impressive other than the state team. So, yeah, I feel accomplished at what I did. And when you weren't pitching, where were you at on the field? Uh, I played second base. And then in the lineup, you were like two through fifth, right? Yeah, I was a two-hitter. So pretty important piece, I'd say. Yeah. Can't talk about Hall baseball without addressing Coach Tom Keegan. I have always said that he's one of the best in the area. Unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to look at it, there are a lot of great baseball coaches in this area. Tom Keegan, Bill Booker, Todd Hopkins, just to name a few of them. How was it for you being able to play under Tom Keegan, a guy that has an impressive resume, the state championship that you just discussed, and the longevity of what he's meant to the Hall Red Devil program? What did it mean to you to play for him? Yeah, he's a great coach. He's really into it. He's dedicated to the game. He loves working with us and getting us better as a team. He's an all-around great guy. I mean, he has his moments where he can get mad at us as a team, but at the end of the day, he's always happy when we win, and he loves coaching, and he does great at it. Good stuff. With the high school season over, you're trying to get some college looks, deciding where you want to go. What are you doing in this off season to try to make your game better? I'll be still working at it, hitting, throwing, everything. We got an all-star game for, like, some of the high school kids down in Wesleyan. I'll be playing them that with Kyler. Kyler Lapp? Yeah, yeah. And it's Petcher, right? Yeah. On air on WLPO, I think I said Peacher a couple times, and I apologize. Uh, it's all right.
I'm sure you've been called other things that are worse. Oh, yeah. Hall Sr., again, not anymore. Graduated, trying to advance his baseball career. Ashton Petcher, a pleasure speaking with you. Congrats on your career and making it to the Super Sectionals this year. That's not an easy feat, and it was a lot of fun watching, broadcasting, following your team do it. Congrats, man. Uh, Thank you, thank you. The chat you just heard with Ashton Petcher and the one you're about to hear with Kyler Lapp is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates Jason Hintz and new to the team Caitlin Henry pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five years old and has been with Mendota Ford for the last three years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski, Jason, and Caitlin will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. High school baseball was awesome this spring, including the Hall Red Devils. We've talked about them on just about every podcast. Talking to a couple Red Devil representatives, including senior, no, 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 now graduated catcher Kyler Lapp. How's it going, Kyler? Good, good. Happy to talk about our season. We had a really nice run. Probably the second best in our school's history. It's just good to be a part of it. Definitely. I mean, I was there for the state championship run, and the amount of fans and support for this team was just as equal to the state championship team. I mean, you guys had everybody behind you, and you were playing really, really great baseball as you guys got to the super sectionals. Yeah, I mean, we had had a rough patch, like middle of the season, started had a week where we almost lost every game, but we started trending in the right direction at the end of the season, kept it going, and that's what really matters. Those games from third week of May on, just trying to get one game done at a time. What was it about this team that was so dynamic that got you to the super sectionals? I mean, on paper, you guys look like a good team. Tons of athletes, you know, top to bottom, but you also have to play the games. I mean, everyone just bought into a role, like, I mean, as a team, we didn't have anyone that had 10-plus home runs or anything. We didn't have the big power guys that some teams have, but we just got it done as a team. It went sometimes station to station, steals, whatever we needed just to get people across the plate. Offensively, you were a key part to a lot of the postseason run. I mean, it's not like you guys put up 20 runs in every game. One of the games you won 1-0, I believe. But just the timely offense and the base running management seemed to work really well for you guys. I mean, that's part of the reason we had so much success is we had a senior class that's better on baseball for a lot of our lives. We had people that like truly knew what to do on the bases and we had people that also just learned along the way. Like, we really prioritized the base running and practice and everything across the years. We knew eventually it'd pay off. How many seniors were on this team? Obviously, you were a senior, Macrosetich a senior. There was a couple more, wasn't there? I'm pretty sure it was, it was either six or eight. I don't remember the exact count. I know it was an even number in there, but not sure which one. <laughs> gotcha. But senior dominant for sure. Yes. Very much so, and helped a lot with like the leadership, just especially at the end of the, or in postseason. We had a freshman playing in left field, and we had um, freshmen running for us, so it was just a big part to like be able to help those guys out. Who was the freshman that you speak of? Uh, we had Braden Kerr and batting nine and playing left and for the regional, and then he continued to play left during our sectional as well. 
Good stuff. I mean, we started this conversation with you, you know, talking about the second best team in the program, which Hall's got a documented baseball program at this point. I mean, did you guys look up to that team or use that state championship team as kind of like a barometer of what you guys are trying to do? We all grew up with those guys looking up to them when we were younger, but in a way we also kind of like use it as fuel. Like we want to be as good as them. Like we don't want, we don't want to be the second best. We want to be up there as like trying to be the best. And obviously it didn't work out that way, but it's always like as a competitor, that's what you're trying to do. I like that. That's a great way to look at it. Like, Hey, we're all red devils. You guys had a great team, but we want to be a great team and be put in our own, you know, circle highlight, whatever you want to call it. And that's what you guys were shooting for. Yeah, just trying to get as much as we could, like be greedy with it. For a lot of us, us seniors, this is our last time being out there. We lost a season already, so let's just do as much as we could with it. Throughout the postseason run, games were getting closer and closer and closer, but you guys were able to, to belt them out until you got to the super sectionals. What's going through your guys' you know, heads? Was there any huddles or like team talks where like, Man, we're doing this. We're going game by game. We keep winning. What was the sentiment that you know helped that happen? It was mostly just trying to stay like together as one team. Like, obviously, you're your high school kids. You're gonna have errors. Like, you're gonna have strikeouts with people on base. But it's not us against each other. It's always us against the other team and us against the game. Had to talk about the Sherrard Sectional Championship. You guys are against Sherrard, the Knoxville Sectional Championship. And you're down 7-3, score seven runs in an inning, then come back and hit two back-to-back dingers, home runs. I believe you were one of them to get that 12-7 lead. Man, that game was a roller coaster for both squads. But fortunately, you guys had the exciting part of the roller coaster at the end. Definitely better to come out on the winning side of that game. Like, it was a crazy game. I mean, we only had three runs up until, I think, the six, but it wasn't due to a lack of offense. We had, ba- I believe we had base loaded twice that game. Before that, just finally broke through in that sixth inning. Definitely, and you behind the plate as the catcher for the Hall Red Devils. I mean, I said it in the broadcast for WLPO as we covered the sectional semi and the sectional championship. We also did the supers, but I just did the sectional semi and championship. I said it a few times that, hey, if anybody's trying to run on Kyler Lapp, they better watch out because he's got a cannon. And you display that during the postseason. How much do you put pride in your defense? Part of the reason, like, I have been so defensively oriented is just because I'm younger than everyone else. Like, it's, it's something that physically, like, I can do without being the strongest guy out there. And obviously, you know, when you have Mac on the field, it's kind of hard. He's always going to be the most physical person there. So it's just find a way that you can help your team. Best way to be there every day. You're not going to hit every day. So, like, you need to find some way to help the team win. And it seemed like everybody had that in their head. Like you said, everybody knew the role, what they were supposed to do. And definitely by the end of the year, it was clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. We had, um, we definitely did have, like, end of the year you're trying to like figure out your best lineup i mean dom gladdy who'd been in our lineup pretty much all year is then dh4 during the regional and he takes it with pride and whatever we need to help the team win and it worked and then he came back there to the lineup during the sectional and worked like worked well got a double that was huge for us so just everyone taking their moment and running with it Definitely. And we cannot have a Hall Red Devil baseball conversation without mentioning Coach Tom Keegan. Been with the team, I believe, as a head coach since 99 or 2000. Obviously, the coach of the state championship team in 2018. I mean, having a guy like that who's been around the squad and has had success, what did it mean for you to play for him? It's always helpful to have someone that's like, comfortable in their role leading the team like he's had that experience before and it was also interesting seeing him grow and change like how we approach practice throughout the three years because without like we didn't this year we didn't have the big arms that or like the deep arms that some other teams have had and it was just we had approached it kind of differently it was nice to make one final run with these guys their last year playing with them and 
it'll always be like good memories for not only us, but for the city and the area. What is next for you? Uh, you just graduated from Hall High School. High school career is over. What's next? I'm going to play out at Ohio Northern University and get an engineering degree. Wow. So not only uh, continuing your baseball career, but getting a pretty, uh, you know, uh, education out there, not just in a regular field. I mean, engineering, that's pretty, that's pretty top notch. I mean, it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. Something that, like, degree-wise, I set my mind to. And part of the reason I'm ending up there, so it's just nice to find somewhere that I can do both and hopefully at a high level. Good stuff. What do you want to do with your engineering degree? Is there anything that you have a specialty in or something that, you know, interests you as you get older? Um, I'm getting a mechanical engineering degree with uh, concentration in robotics. So are you going to build robots to take over the world? Most likely, it'll go into, um, like, autonomous cars or self-driving, like, mechatronics, but not sure right now. Gotcha. Well, I hope you take over the world. That would be cool. Yeah, but that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. One, one step at a time, right? Yep. Kyler Lapp, now graduated Hall Red Devil, was a member of the baseball team that got to the Super Sectionals at the end of the 2023 season. Kyler, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It's always a pleasure talking to a Hall representative, especially on an amazing team. Thank you for having me.